What is up, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the All Access Sports Podcast. I am Sam Efford, joined by Andrew and Aiden. As always, how are we doing, boys? Good. Well. Getting ready for uh, some more football. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys know, if you've been listening, that we are doing a, a weekly playoff preview along with kind of recap of the previous week. So we are going to start with the divisional round, you know, break down what we saw and some of those games, obviously not all of them were great, but, you know, just kind of going through that. And then we will, um, uh, we will preview the AFC and NFC championship games, which should both be very fun. And there's a lot of questions heading into both of those. But anyway, why don't we just go ahead and start? So the first game on Saturday for the divisional was the Rams getting beat by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau. Aiden, did you really feel that the Rams competed at all? I felt like that they made some early contentions of competing, but I think, I don't know. Like I look at 32 to 18, but also it's kind of like the Bears and Saints game. I felt like the, the Rams were just like, I didn't, I don't really feel like they were really contending in the end. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and uh, he put he just had a dominant performance. And I mean, I can't say other, much other than that. Uh, Ramsey had a, some trouble guarding Devonte, but people were saying, "Oh, well, uh, Devonte Adams is uh, Jalen Ad- or uh, Jalen Ramsey's son," and all this stuff. But I personally thought they both had uh, two good matchups. Um, I mean, I don't think one really prevailed over the other, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and that's all I gotta say. Yeah, and talking about that, um, the Ramsey and um, uh, Devontae Adams-like thing, like, I don't think either really dominated in, in, in that game. I mean, Devontae Adams obviously, obviously had that um, touchdown catch, but other than that, I feel like Ramsey did, did a great job and Devontae Adams did a great job. Yeah, agreed. I mean, by no means did Devontae dominate that matchup and I guess it in some ways it was sort of the narrative that he did just because the team won but really that wasn't the case I mean it kind of just felt like during the whole game that the only way the Rams are going to be able to win is if they scored on every possession and unfortunately that just wasn't the case you know Jared Goff played really well for the circumstances that he was under but ultimately it just wasn't enough to carry that load on offense and you know, matching up against guys like Jair Alexander and other lockdown corners that the Packers have is going to be a tough matchup. And we kind of saw that take place, despite the fact that golf was very accurate the whole night. Yeah. And I, you look at the stats and I remember talking about this game beforehand. I was, we were thinking about got the Rams powerful defense and the Packers dominant offense. And one thing is going to have to prevail over the other. I mean, you look at the stats. Uh, I mean, Green Bay converted on, like, I think that's 75% of their first down. So, yeah, that's just a recipe for disaster. I know they gave up 32 points, which is maybe a high for the Rams. It might not be. But um, I just thought that, like, just Green Bay's ability to, to keep moving the chains was just huge because it just completely derails the Rams. Yeah, and, like, just looking at this Rams, like, the box score from this game, I mean – uh, Jared Goff obviously had a very, very good game, 20, 21 completions, six incompletions. Um, but, like, who is Jared Goff throwing to? I mean, Cooper Cup was out. Uh, Robert Woods had some plays. Um, but other other than that, I mean, Jared Goff just, does, just doesn't have the the weapons. And everyone's saying, like, it's Jared Goff's fault. Um, 
throughout the season why 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 the Rams are only ten and six and have been falling from that Super Bowl point. Uh, I I just feel like the Rams need way, way more weapons for Goff. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. And you know, on the other side, you got to give Aaron Rodgers a ton of credit for this performance. I mean, this is by far the best defense he's played all year. And if you were a casual football fan, you would not have known that the Rams had one of the best defenses because Rodgers was just all over the field, just moving the ball to his guys and marching down like like it was nothing. And, you know, one instance that I remember was just the fact that there was, was it like 40 seconds left in the first half and they got the ball back right after the Rams have scored. And he just marched his team down as fast as he could, just making all these insane plays and eventually led them to a scoring drive to end the half, um, basically allowing them to double up in the second half. So just another one of those amazing performances from him that we tend to see in big games. Yeah, that pump fake was nice. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. That pump fake was nice for sure. Second game on Saturday was by no means a good one. The uh, Buffalo Bills knocked off the Baltimore Ravens 17-3 to despite Lamar getting hurt. Um, Andrew, is the whole Lamar sucks narrative, is that back in form? Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, Lamar Jackson came off uh, a really good year, obviously uh, MVP year. Um, but, I mean, after last game, you felt like L- Lamar's broken that playoff streak. And, um, you know, I-, I just think Lamar is horrendous this year. Um, I mean, th- this week, I mean, running the ball and everything. Uh, the-, the Bills just outplayed him this game. And uh, all-, all credit goes goes to the Bills' defense. Yeah, and it's given for uh, – I think Lamar Jackson knew coming into the season that there was going to be a ton of pressure, um, no matter if he would ex- like to succeed throughout the year or just – not perform to standards and it really shows i mean i mean i I understand that um i mean lamar jackson flat out had an awful game against the bills i mean you can't there's no excuse for scoring three points in the entire game uh and you can't even if i thought lamar was healthy i still don't even know if they can get to 10 or even six points but uh besides that i just think that lamar jackson i mean he's a good quarterback but i mean just he, he has so much pressure on him after an mvp season um, and it's almost like the, I was thinking about the Rams because when they made the Super Bowl and they lost and they got just humiliated against the Patriots in the lowest scoring game ever, like there was so much pressure on the Rams the next season to, to perform. It's kind of almost like Lamar. So I was just kind of thinking about that. But Yeah, and you guys, you know, hit it right on the head. Just Lamar. I mean, he's a great, a great quarterback and he certainly has his plays where he looks phenomenal. And, you know, give him credit because he played well last week. But you really have to take into account the fact that this Titans defense that he matched up last with last week is one of the worst in the league and by far the worst in the playoffs. So, I mean, putting up 20 points against that team may not be as impressive as we all thought it was. So, you know, that's something to definitely keep in mind because we clearly saw that he wasn't able to make plays when he needed it. And, you know, at, at points he had a, a couple of phenomenal plays, but like that, that instance in the red zone where he threw a, a horrific interception that ended up being a pick six, like we can't see that from him going forward. And it's ultimately keeping him back from being one of the elite guys in the league. 
Yeah, and I'm sure everyone here saw um, the picture of, like, Josh Down and uh, Lamar Jackson never throwing picks in the red zone. Well, I mean, that right there is what it is what you call a curse. I mean, it was, like, a crazy, like, number of, like, draws w- w- without a – uh, interception in the in the red zone and that obviously uh, ended and did not end in uh, the best way with the pick six. Yeah, and I just that Teron Johnson pick it was just I, I mean you, I watched the replay on that like, like a lot of times and I just felt like Mark Andrews who he threw to was never open in the play and I don't know I mean it was kind of a bad read and I almost think he forced it because I mean they're they're they, at that moment they've scored three points Tucker's missed like two field goals and they need points on the board. So they just need anything and just a complete force. And like Andrew said, it was just karma, just not good. Yeah. And on the other side, the bills, I don't think, I mean, out of all the four playoff teams that are going to be playing this coming week, I would have to say that the bills are the team that I'm most worried about because in their first two games that we've seen in the playoffs, they have been all but impressive. And they put up 17 points, and, I mean, that's a fair number against a good defense. But, I mean, they really only scored 10 because one of them was a pick six. So, you know, Allen, he has his moments where he looks great and has these insane completions that we see, and those are the highlights that a lot of people have seen that make him, you know, as great as he is. But he also has a ton of plays where he is missing guys left and right and isn't able to complete a pass but that just flies under the radar. So, you know, in in that situation, we just got to see more from him in order to have hope going forward. Yeah. And uh, talking about this uh, under underperforming uh, bills uh, offense in the postseason, uh, one player that I most definitely have not been um, um, up with right now is uh, Cole Beasley. Uh, Cole Beasley was all pro second team over guys like Allen Robinson. And um, I mean, that, that just made me mad. I mean, Allen Robinson is one heck heck of a receiver uh, for having a, a terrible QB. So, I mean, Cole Beasley had zero receptions this week, and his team still won by 14. So, I mean, uh, that, that should tell you something. I mean, I mean, like, the Bears without Robinson would be nothing, but um, the Bills without Beasley seemed, seemed to be just fine. Yeah, I just think Josh Allen, like Sam was mentioning, I mean, just the Bills in general were just making too many mistakes. And, uh, I mean, it was it was one of those games where it's just like both of these teams are making a ton of mistakes. It was just like, which team is going to make less? I mean, we're, you would expect that a mistake, like almost every possession would happen, even, even play, every play. But, I mean, when you're going to face a team like the Chiefs next week, which they did show some concerns, um, both on offense and defense, which we'll be talking about, like, really soon. But, uh, I don't know if that's going to really fly with the Chiefs, and that's going to be hard for them, but they got to figure it out. Let's move on to the best game of the weekend, at least in my opinion. Uh, the Browns nearly advanced to the AFC Championship, but fell just short of the Kansas City Chiefs, thanks to some critical play calling by Andy Reid in the last couple minutes. Aiden, why don't you give me your thoughts? You know, this is a really good game because I had a lot of Cleveland Browns fans uh, all my friends and they were just there's just this is just a Browns finish I feel like to the playoffs I mean lose to Chad Henney after getting um, one of the best players in the NFL hurt to concussion protocol but I feel like the Browns respectfully had a, a very um, like they they made it really close in the Chiefs I mean there's all that disputes over that one call where it should have been a targeting and but it ended the 
if the guy or what was his Richard Higgins was that his name that fumbled yeah 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 uh like that call I mean that definitely would have turned the game around because I know the Chiefs got a field goal on that and all the momentum would have swung like who knows but I mean the Chiefs just outplayed them but they made a lot of mistakes in this game but Browns just made it close and I loved how they played uh, if they just would have converted on some possessions and especially that one call, uh, call if they wouldn't have, or if they would have scored that touchdown, that would have been huge. But Kansas City just, yeah, they got a lot to figure it out though, because it was really, it was an ugly win, but they got it done. Yeah. And obviously, obviously this Browns uh, team was missing their best receiver in uh, Odell, uh, which definitely hurt them. But at the same time, you're starting to wonder like, are the Browns better without Odell? And uh, obviously, uh, I, I, I think the Browns will. Uh, Definitely uh, be back in the same position next year. Yeah, on the Brown side of things, like this was a, a great year for them. And if only they had somehow managed to make that third down with like five minutes left, any shorter than nine yards, then it may have been more doable. But the fact that they were in such a, a bad position like that, so deep in their territory, you know, we kind of expected them to punt the ball there. And ultimately they didn't get it back when they needed to. So on their side of things, like it, it was a great effort and you got to feel sorry for Browns fans because they were so close and it was just honestly an opportunity that they're going to see slip through their fingers because who knows when we'll see something like this from them again. So, you know, I know a lot of Browns fans as well, and you got to feel bad for them. Um, Andrew, on the other side of things, like what do you project in terms of quarterback play next week for the Chiefs? You know, I just think it's tough to not see uh, Patrick Mahomes not out there uh, for the AFC Championship. I mean, uh, everyone knows how tough uh, Mahomes is, and, like, I'm sure the Chiefs don't want to risk him for the rest of his future. But, I mean, like, you can play through a concussion. Like, I've had as a, I've had plenty of concussions, and uh, I've been just fine. So, I mean, uh, I, I, I just can't see Patrick Mahomes um, missing this game. Yeah, and I almost feel like if this is a regular season game – and it's not really the most important of the game. Uh, I think Mahomes probably the smart decision is to sit. But this is the the AFC championship, and then if they win the next game, obviously the Super Bowl. So it it really like Andrew said, it's really hard to see him uh, Mahomes not play and have Chad Henney, who at times did not looked really bad, um, even though he made one of the best plays uh, to really seal the deal. But yeah, it's hard to not see Mahomes out there. Um, but I, I feel like if they didn't, if they didn't start with them, that's trouble, but I don't know. This bills team's kind of inconsistent though. They could look, they could just come out in the game and look phenomenal. Or they could just look just awful. Yeah. I mean, there was some speculation that maybe this wasn't even a concussion for Mahomes, and instead just, just an incident where he, uh, had some sort of shock and, you know, I, I saw it on Twitter, but I can't really explain it cause I'm not a medical expert by any means, but you know, just in terms of that, where that could lead to a faster recovery than any concussion would. And um, we haven't really seen a whole lot of reports about that, but maybe in the next couple of days, we start to see that ultimately yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that there is no doubt that he's going to be playing in this game just because the uh, they're in such need of him and without him, they would be lost. And um you know, we've seen this in the past where when when it's put a, a decision that's supposed to be made by the doctors, they usually um, make the decision that's going to benefit the team 
most rather than hurt the team. So I wouldn't expect this to be any different. The last game on Sunday was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers knocking off the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Andrew, I mean, you're the uh, NFC South aficionado. So where do you want to start? Yes, uh, I am the NFC South official. And, um, you know, I've called all three of these games. I mean, I called the Saints in the regular season. And I called the Bucks in the postseason. I mean, like I said, Brady's not going to lose three times to to the same team in one season. I mean, like, goats like that just don't do that. I mean, um, you know, I'm not the biggest Brady fan myself, but um, I just couldn't see him losing. I mean, um, obviously ha- ha- had a really – had a Decent game, not not insane, but uh, what one person's play that I wasn't um shocked with was uh Drew Brees. I mean, three interceptions, uh, that just kills your team. Yeah, four total turnovers is just is just killer. I mean, you look at the Saints, every single like that because their offense is really based off of really just kind of short t- types of plays, and you saw how Michael Thomas is just non-existent. The Buccaneers were able to just really just wipe them out and not worry about them, but. Yeah, the, the, I think the key here is, I mean, the Saints lost by 10. It was a close game, but four turnovers and to Tampa Bay's zero is your ball game. Even if, like, all the parts of the game, you were perfect. If you turn over the ball four times and you do not force any turnovers, you're going to lose the game 99% of the time. So that was killer. Um, it's kind of a sad way to see Drew Brees exit because I know he definitely did not want this to happen. Um, but, I mean, he's a go. Um He's really like just a top quarterback of all time. Yeah, and personally, I didn't feel like the Bucks played well by any means. I mean, it seemed like the only times that they managed to score were when they, you know, were, were forcing turnovers and getting in the red zone based on what their defense did for them. Because at times in the first half, the offense was extremely stagnant and you know, a pick six in the first was it? No, it wasn't a pick six, but it was almost pick six. Had them deep in the red zone and eventually led to seven. And it just felt like that was the case all day. I mean, with that Devin White pick and stuff. So, I mean, this offense is going to have to play better if they're going to compete next week in Green Bay. And I'll, we'll get to that when we start to preview that game. But by no means were they impressive. Yeah, and I think right here is where uh, the Bucks' talent really shows. I mean. Um, getting deep into the playoffs, um, all your best players are, are going to have to be at their best. And uh, I feel like the Bucks are the most talented team in the league, uh, other other than maybe the Chiefs. But, um, yeah, the talent's definitely there, and uh, I'm sure the, the Bucks will come alive. Yeah, uh, we will talk about that because that is the first game on Sunday um, for the NFC Championship. Who wants to start with this game, and what, what are your initial – impressions for how it's going to turn out yeah um you know definitely more excited uh for this game than the other i mean um you know bills haven't been super impressive and the chiefs um obviously maybe mahomes list um but yeah i mean brady rogers um everyone's been looking forward to this for a while two of the best offenses in football uh both with some decent defenses not amazing but um yeah i'm just super excited and um i feel like this game would be super fun with how uh, high powered these teams offensive are and I can definitely see see this game going into the 30s and 40s 
Yeah, I mean, and you look at both conferences or conference championship games, you got the tail two eras where you got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes who are young gunners, and then you got the two young le- – or not young, old legends and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So it's just a it's, – it's really cool to see in the league. Um, and I'm not even really that surprised that th- this is this is the four, but uh, I'm really excited to see, like, how um, each team's going to perform because you look at the Bills and Chiefs, I mean, they both came off of really like just like just overall disappointing, like ugly wins. And you also got the Buccaneers who just kind of, I mean, they didn't play great, but they got the win. And then you got the Packers, who, like they, they look pretty decent, but um, it's just it's really just going to see like what teams just going to really pop off. Because, you know, you, there's moments and times in the regular season where all these teams just look dominant. But I mean, this is the playoffs, So this, this can be all this can all be really different. Yeah, and we'll kind of do this how we did last week where we'll talk about the games and then make the pick after them. But clearly there's a, a different feeling heading into this one than there was back when they played in week seven or whatever it was. Because, you know, in that one, we felt like the Bucks were the, the more dominant team and people were still hung up on that loss that the Packers had in the NFC Championship last year. And that was really before Aaron Rodgers had been dominant by any means. And we, we looked to it after the game where the uh, Bucks just absolutely obliterate the Packers. And that's when we kind of start started to see this hatred toward this Packers team and not a lot of faith in them. Obviously, now things have changed and a lot of people believe in the Packers and they were a lot of people's picks to advance to the Super Bowl. Um so there's a completely different narrative heading into this one. And, you know, I, I like it because these are two of the most accomplished quarterbacks in the league today, most likely that we've seen. So just a, a great battle between those two should absolutely live up to the hype. And one thing that's interesting is the fact that Tom Brady is headed back to play in a game where, you know, the weather is not ideal by any means. And we saw that a lot in New England, and it'll be an interesting storyline. Yeah, and I, I don't think I've made my pick yet, but um, you know, for this game, uh, I'm really excited for it, obviously. But uh, I think the Bucks come up come up on top. I mean, um, it's it's hard to pick against Brady, especially in the playoffs. But um, after seeing that 38 to three domination that Brady had, it's just hard to pick against them. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Andrew. This is the I predicted this uh, matchup in my own predictions in the brackets. Um. And it's just, again, I mean, you got Brady in the playoffs. It's really hard to beat him. I mean, you saw the only time really last year where he just looked dismantled was against the Titans. But I just think this Buccaneers team, they, I mean, they looked really dominant against the Packers. They were just really shut him down, shut Aaron Rodgers down. I think it's the only game this year that he had zero touchdowns. So uh, it would be really hard for the Packers to just to completely just blow out this Buccaneers team, which I highly doubt is going to happen. But this is a great matchup. But I'm gonna, like I've said, I'm, I'm agreeing with Andrew. I'm going to Bucks. Yeah, I'm going against you guys. You know, the Saints blew out the uh, Buccaneers in week whatever it was earlier this season, and then the Bucks totally rebounded and and won this game. I could absolutely see this happening. And you know, Aaron Rodgers is playing on a different level. And just because Tom Brady's used to playing in the cold doesn't mean that his star receivers and defensive players are used to playing in the cold because uh, as a matter of fact, most of those players were drafted to the Buccaneers and aren't used to playing in cold weather by any means. 
So that's a key thing. And clearly a lot of dudes in the Packers are used to it and they'll have the mental attitude that I think they need to be playing a game. That's going to be that cold. So I'm going to go the Packers in this one. I think it'll be pretty close, maybe like a six point game or so, but those are my thoughts. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's move on to the AFC championship uh, chiefs bills. Aiden, what's your pick? Um, with the bills and the chiefs, um, this is a really tough pick because both of these teams did not look very uh, good last week. Um, but I'm going to go with the chiefs here. I just think that the Buffalo Bills, I mean, they didn't look really that great against the Ravens. And I just feel like the defending champion Chiefs and Andy Reid, his game plan is just like one of the best in the league. It's probably the best. Um, and I think if, if they get back Mahomes, it's basically, I think, a set. But if they do start out with Chad Henning, which I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but if they do start, it could be, could reverse. But uh, just experience here, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, like I said, always hard hard to pick against the Raiders. It's always hard to pick against Mahomes. I mean, um, they're what sixteen and one now this year, seventeen and one. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, just um, super dominant this year. And uh, you know, I'm not sure if Mahomes is gonna be at full strength or not. But um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna have to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, the Chiefs are just kind of the automatic pick in my eyes. Because, uh, I mean, we mentioned it earlier where I don't think there's any reason why Mahomes isn't going to play. And I, I hit on it earlier where the Bills have just been, I mean, they've been barely surviving and struggling along in these games, especially in the playoffs. And that's not really instilling any confidence in me to, to pick them this week ultimately I don't know if this defense is capable enough on the back end with their cornerbacks and stuff um, apart from Tredavious White to be able to stop this offense and we we saw that in the first matchup between the teams um, when Casey took him down and to be honest they didn't even throw it that much in that one so I wouldn't expect the Bills to win but then again I mean how many times have I been wrong about picking Bills games like, it feels like every time I pick against them, they end up proving me wrong. And I still haven't come to the fact that they are a great team, which I guess is my fault. But then again, like, I don't know. I haven't been that impressed. Yeah, and this pattern is really just repeated since the regular season. I know you've just been just not really on their <laughs> side for most of these games. But, I mean, this is the – this isn't like the – like, this is a Chiefs team, like, the best in the, the league when they're on and when they're consistently good. Uh, I just think if I mean it's it's really hard it's really hard to pick against them. I mean, defending champs looked pretty good, um, other than the Browns game, but like the regular season they look they've looked dominant with every piece. But um, it should be a good matchup. But I don't know. This is probably the time that the Bills will just not look like their their regular selves. I mean, you'd think that'd be the case, but you know it seems like they're proving us wrong all the time, like I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So. More than anything, yeah, I mean, more than anything, all three of us don't really have any rooting interests in these games. So I, I think we're all in unison on, on, on me saying this, the fact that we just are rooting for a couple of good games and seeing two great teams match up in the Super Bowl, which is all you can ask for at this point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, like none of us are really going to be rooting for a specific team for like, because we're not fans of any of these teams, but we're just all hoping for some close games because I know like 
especially watching like college football. I mean, we were watching blowouts and the play, like big playoff games, but I just feel like that this is the time where like NFL, like this is the best parts of the entire season where you just get to see really close and really, really good football games. Yeah. And I really can't uh, re- remember uh, the last time uh, that the AFC and, and NFC championship wasn't uh, coming down to the wire. So yeah, this is probably one of the best weekends in football. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. And more than anything, hopefully we can um, get a great preview out for you guys in a couple of weeks about the Super Bowl between hopefully two elite quarterbacks. Obviously all four are pretty elite, but um, I mean, let's just hope yeah. that Sam, Sam has different thoughts on uh, one of those QBs. Yeah. I mean, me and Aiden just kind of hit on that, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just hoping that one team doesn't win. Like I'm hoping that no quarterback gets injured and their team goes on to win because I wouldn't want to see Chad Henney taking on Aaron Rodgers. No, I do want to see Chad Henney start the represent for Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. That would be, I mean, he was my, MVP. he was my MVP for the week. Yeah. I mean, it was dominant. Other Elite. than that one, other than that one pick where he looked like Mitchell Trubisky before he won MVP. Let's hope the Colts take notes and end up, trading for him yep (laughs) stupid comment well anyway i mean thank you guys for listening this is a very fun episode and um i'm glad we could get it out because obviously you guys like the nfl stuff so thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you soon peace